Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I asked her her name. She said, blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple flicks, and she was infused. I said, how do you like the show? Said, I was very amused. I started throwing bass. She started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. Come on, Jeff. Um, welcome, everybody. Yeah. Okay, forty-three. Yeah. So Jason was just telling us he he doesn't have uh, enough material for today. He doesn't think he's a little afraid. It's gonna be a little short. We'll see. I'm short on material. We're doing an early podcast here. I didn't I didn't even drum up any uh, people going off on the Giants. I didn't even think to do it till I just looked at my notes. Are you proud of me that I sent you a clip? Yeah, it was really good. I don't know. Um, I don't get it. That well. I, I didn't want to like overanalyze it because I, I know part of why you don't like to send clips is you like the reaction. So uh, I wanted to give you the honest reaction. So I didn't really get it, and I'm just going to let it uh, play out. Um, I actually was going to use it. I forgot about it last week because it happened uh, two weeks ago in the NFL um, where Dick Stockton basically read the teleprompter and didn't realize what he was reading. And uh, basically, you'll hear it when you when we play the clip. Okay. So what's going on over there? I hear you're do going you... out for a birthday. I hear you're going out for a birthday dinner. I am, but wait before I get into that. Do you do you want me to play the clip now while we're talking about it? Because sure, why not? It doesn't really have to do with anything else. We could just get this out of the way. Here's Jason's big clip. Basically, this was a broadcast of an. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't realize you're going to introduce it, but you should. It was a broadcast of an NFL game, and uh, one of the announcers uh, basically is reading off a teleprompter, and the teleprompter um, is not really correct. Okay, let's see it. On the Visa Halftime Report, Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. Well, sometimes, young offensive tackle right there. Look on graphic for the final two bullet points. Look on graphic for the final two bullet points. Okay. You know what? I needed to hear it the second and third time to get that joke. So, yeah. So, he said, look on look on the graphic and basically repeat what the graphic is. And he didn't do that. That's good. Uh, so, anyway, I hear you're going out for a birthday dinner. I am going out to dinner. We're going to a place called Meat on Sunset. Sounds delicious. I love meat. It's it is it, well. It's a lot of different kinds of meat. And I'm is looking, it like one of those Brazilian places? No, it's it's um it's like a steakhouse. It's kind of new. Uh, it's like right on the ocean in Santa Monica, but like I'm just looking forward. My parents are in town, so I'm looking forward to them complaining about like eighteen dollar cheeseburgers and stuff. <laughs> are they in town for Halloween? Yeah, they're here till uh, yeah till November first. So, and I'm leaving. T- I'm leaving town tomorrow, and I'm coming back just in time for Halloween. So, going to Canada. You ever been? Right. To, you ever been to Canada? No, I have not been to Canada. Um, what's the name of the the French fries with the mayonnaise? You're I'm, probably not eating that. What 
yes. Yeah, probably. I probably won't eat that. It's like it's like everybody eats it. It's like a it's like a Canadian thing. Like it's at every restaurant. I can't remember what it is. Uh, I'll look it up. Well, I'll probably but, get French fries at some point. It wouldn't really matter where I was. I'd probably order French fries. It's kind of part um, of my so, diet. So what? Where in uh, Canada are you going? Going to Toronto. So. All right. Uh, we'll see. I'll give you a report on what when it's like there. It's like fifty degrees. Um, yeah, torturous. <laughs> yeah, torturous. <laughs> well, here you have a little bit of a uh, heat wave. Dude, in, uh, Los Angeles. yeah, Los Angeles is like um, it's like ninety. It's hot. Um, you want you want me to tell you some of my notes? Sure. Did you see the thing at Link I sent you about they're remaking the We Live in Shadows movie? Yeah, I don't understand why they would make a TV show. That makes no sense. Well, I guess they're thinking they're going to get a bunch of material from... I mean, you can see all the... You can see, like, the wheels turning when you're, when you're watching it. Like, hey, we can put them in this situation, or we can put them in this situation, you know? But so I don't what, know. I guess we should probably tell everyone this movie... Uh, what we do in the shadows, one of the I, I think one of the funniest movies to come out in a long time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, by the director who's directed um, the new Thor movie, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah, we'll talk about it in our Jeff Goldblum segment. Um, and then uh, he did our favorite movie last year, um, The Hunt for Wilder People. Yeah, Hunt for Wilder People. Um, and now I guess they were supposed to make a sequel to it, which was, was going to be with the, the werewolves. Oh yeah. There was supposed to be part two was supposed to be with, uh, Reese Darby and his clan. Remember when they meet up with them? Of course. And, uh, it was supposed to be a whole movie with them. And now there's came out that they're making... A TV show, which... But it's not just TV, it's like an American TV show of it. You know, this is a New Zealand film, so it's oh, not... Oh, they're be... remaking the whole thing? That's what I got out of it. Oh, I didn't read that. That's gonna suck. Yeah. I agree. Oh, That's gonna be bad. Um, and other, other notes you got? Uh, other movie news, the trailer for Phantom Thread came out. I wanted to break that down with you on this uh, podcast. Have you yeah. seen it? I have seen it. It's pretty awesome. It's gonna. Well, who knows what it's gonna be, but you can tell it's gonna be really good. Um, so this is the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It's Daniel Day Lewis, supposedly his last movie. Um, it's about a guy. You, you know he's gonna come out of retirement to do something. All right, we'll see. You don't think we'll ever hear from him again? Uh, I don't know. Who knows of that guy? Like, who knows anything about that guy? <laughs> That's true. You know, it's kind of hard to guess on somebody you don't know anything about. Um, I, I, He's a pretty peculiar person. He stays in character. It's got to be stressful and, you know, that whole, like, when you're on the set of linking, you're you're linking the whole time. It's got to it's gotta start to weigh on you. I guess I worked on one of those movies for a little bit. There will be blood. Uh, but I only worked on it for like a few weeks. I wasn't there for actually when he showed up. But um, I've heard uh, his 
allowed. You have to call him by his character name, even the driver. No one's allowed to call him by his name. Hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt said uh, he only met the real Daniel Day-Lewis his, his last day of filming. As he was like leaving set, Daniel Day-Lewis came up to him and like introduced himself as Daniel. Because the whole rest of the time he was Lincoln? Everybody had to call him Mr. President. Seems that, um, you know, especially because I didn't I didn't love Lincoln. I, I, I can excuse it when I like with the, well, there will be blood. I love that movie so much. I'm like, you do whatever you got to do to get that movie like that. But. What, if, what if he made his paychecks made out to Abraham Lincoln? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke. Um, uh, so Phantom Threat, what, uh, what were your initial well, I don't know. Like, I'm not love. It looks beautiful, but I'm not sure. I like love the subject matter. <laughs> so it's like about a, it's like a about like a designer, clothing designer. Yeah, but he leaves like all sorts of weird notes in the uh, or mystery notes in the uh, clothing somewhere. I don't really know where that's going. I know it right, which is hard because maybe they're not giving that away in the trailer. But if they're if that's kind of where it heads down, and it's a period piece. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of uh, the master. Me neither. Um, kind of, kind of looks a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So, but you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best for that one. Yeah, I, I you know, he's got a like a ninety percent. Um, um, a rate of um, of being awesome, Paul Thomas Anderson. So you kind of got to give him the benefit of the doubt every time. Yeah. Uh, my next note is also about movies. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the Rock and Tyrese feud that's happening right now. Where everybody, yeah, because he's pissed up there. That because Dwayne Johnson is such a big star that he pushed the uh, the next Fast and the Furious movie farther down the line than his spin-off movie. Yeah, his spin-off movie is going to come first because he's bigger than the franchise. Jason Statham. Yeah, with Statham, they're both bigger than like the franchise. So I want to know where you come off on that. I kind of feel like we need to take a breather from the uh, Fast and the Furious and see what they do, and then when they come back for, I think they're doing 9 and 10 at the same time. Okay. You know, when they come back, they'll have maybe a, a new, you know, you can watch that movie, get an interesting storyline developed from there, and go in a different direction. Or, I don't know. Like, you're, you're a huge... Um... Fast and the Furious fan, correct? I'm, I'm, I like the movies. I yeah, only, since, I only like them because of you. I think. Okay. Um, um, I'm one of the uh, few that actually liked the third movie. Uh, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift, but it was that same as that movie that I think we talked about initial day. Yeah. They basically stole that whole movie. But you still liked it. Um, I do still like it. <laughs> well, uh, but where do you like? So I got really into this because I think Tyree is being a little Tyrese. Tyrese is being a little bitch about the whole thing. Like, I'm sorry that you you can't uh, you can't you know 
hold another another movie or get another part and you're like psychotically stalking your daughter or whatever is going on with his personal life. But like, you know, know your, (laughs) know your place. I don't know. I hate to tell people something like that. Like, but you know, that franchise was pretty, was heading down a a path of destruction until the rock came in. Yeah. So, right. So show some respect for it. You know, don't just say, hey, this is about brotherhood. You weren't here for that. And like, and he keeps trolling him. Like he played, he posted a clip on, on uh, his Instagram of The Rock destroying his album like two years ago. And it's like, dude, you're just going to, you're going to keep going with this. And it's really funny. He actually looks stupid. Uh, Tyrese does. So just pissed because he can't get another job. Right. But he's got the thing that makes you mad about it is he's got well, makes me mad about it is he's got so much money from the from the first like even though he wasn't even in the first one from like the second through the last one. Um Yeah, he got so much residuals and back end. I mean, yeah, he's 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 doing pretty well. So Too bad he spent all the money and that's why he's pissed that he has to like get another one going. Yeah. Um but, Who knows? I was just making that up. But. I, I know, but but well, listen. The guy's in court right now. He just got he had to he had to like get he was in court yesterday or two days ago, and he got taken out. Like I'm really like following this. He had to go uh, get like take an ambulance out of court because he like was dehydrated or something and uh, couldn't take it anymore. Like had like a breakdown in court because he's fighting with his wife for like custody of his daughter and. Just to give you an idea, like, what I read is he, um, I guess he was abusive towards his wife. That's the that's the charges. That's why she's trying to get full custody of the daughter. And to try to win the love of his daughter back, he sent a plane over her grammar school uh, with, uh, like, you know, an, an advertisement on the back of it saying, Daddy loves you, <laughs> his daughter. Oh, jeez. When she was out in the playground at, at lunchtime. Great. So that's that. The last thing I wanted to bring up was I've been listening to this podcast called Dissect. And I brought it up before. It's it, They break down an album. They spend a whole season breaking down an album. And they're doing Kanye's My Dark Twisted Fantasy right now. And it is so good. They just did uh, the song Runaway. And they made that into a two-part thing because it's kind of uh, a two-part episode because it's kind of like the big song on the album. Who uh, who are the people on it? It's who just this host? guy. His name is Cole Kushna. And uh, he's this very dry, um, n- not unlike your host here. He's this dry, nasally like guy. He, he doesn't... <laughs> He doesn't invoke very much personality. He's just very factual, but he, he's a—he's obviously a musician of some sort because he breaks down what like each note means and, and why each sample is this way, and then he breaks down the lyrics. And um, this episode that he just did was so good. I was like, like freaked about how like uh, all the butterflies I got from from listening to it because. It was talking about the whole basis of the album is basically the or the whole thesis of, of what he's discussing comes off of how Kanye at the MTV Awards 
did interrupted Taylor Swift and that whole thing. And he had like a total breakdown because he right before the right before he did that, his mom died. He broke up with his fiance. Like he was just destroyed. So he went to Hawaii and he recorded this album. And, you know, a lot of the things the guy talks about might be coincidental. A lot of them might be really that like brilliant. But there's no doubt that when he made that song, like he envisioned his like coming back to the MTV Awards the next year and performing it as like, guess what, everybody? I'm the villain. Like, I'm the douchebag. I'm the asshole, you know? And just like every moment of it is so well calculated and thought out. And like, I watched that performance and I totally think differently of it now. Because it was like, the song sounds like it's to a girl, but it's also like to... Um, you know, to the way the world was thinking about him. It's like, guess what? I am. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry, everybody. Like, and it's just awesome. And then when he finishes, the whole crowd is chanting his name, and you know, he just nailed it. It's like so cool. Because uh, this is a song he had never played before. He debuted it right there. Um, and the guy who I guess created that beat said that that song was made in like four minutes. Like he had, he had, I mean, it wasn't made, but he had, he had basically what was done in four minutes. And then, um, they were talking about like parts of it. Like there's music in it. That's from, it's not sampled, but it's meant to mirror like the music and eyes wide shut because Kanye's talked a lot about what a Kubrick fan he was and specifically that movie, you know, it's just cool. So that's awesome. If you can get through it, if if you're somebody like me who likes to sit there and overanalyze something that you really like, it's worth it. If you're somebody who's like, dude, how could you listen to this? I understand. All right. I'm going to listen to it. All right. That's my, those are my notes. Um, before that, the guy does the To Pimp a Butterfly album by, uh, by Kendrick. I haven't listened to that one yet. I don't care as much about that. I like that album. I don't love it. Like, anyway. So... Should we just jump into? Uh, do you want to start with sports? Well, I got some notes. Oh, you? Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you said you didn't I'm have any notes. On my notes. Okay. Um, my first note is: We get you, Facebook. You're excited about Stranger Things too. Everyone's posting how excited they are about Stranger Things too, which comes out today. Are you excited for Stranger Things too? I'm excited, but I'm not going to like, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to watch it, but I'm not as excited as people on Facebook are. <laughs> uh, I'm not that excited for it. Like, I don't feel, I don't like, it's going to probably take me a month to get through that season. Unless, unless I come, I hear back from everyone who's like, dude, that was so good. I'm going to watch a couple episodes tonight. All right. Well, you'll have to tell me what you think. All right. So. I saw a few movies. Um, I, I saw the Meyerowitz stories. Oh, okay. So let's talk about that. Had a nice Jewish Jewish evening with the uh, parents um, to watch that. All right. It was all right. Just all right, huh? Yeah, I thought it was just okay. I thought uh, Emma Thompson was really good. Um... I thought the sister was really good and Adam Sandler was good. I just, uh, I don't know. The 
generally... You didn't think Dustin Hoffman was really good? Yeah, he was. I just thought the story was just like... Eh. Interesting. I didn't really... I didn't really... Didn't come together for me. Okay. I disagree. I, I really liked it. I thought it was great. I thought all the performances were great. I thought it was... When you did your review back on this show, and I will go back and listen okay. to it, you did not say it was great. Okay. Just just saying. Maybe it had to resonate for a little bit. Well, all right. Maybe it's not great. I don't know. I liked it. I said I didn't think that anyone should be nominated for it. But I remember saying I thought it was really good. I'll have to go back and listen. Listen, if this is the first time I get caught changing my opinion about something uh, that I'm doing pretty well for myself. Should I call you Skip Bayless over here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Skip Bayless kind of doubles down on his opinion no matter what, even though he knows he's wrong. Um, I saw The Foreigner with Jackie Chan and uh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan's accent. He was an Irish person. Okay. Um, He's, isn't he from I, Ireland? I don't know, but his, his uh, accent wasn't wasn't doing it for me. But it was a it was a serviceable action flick. I enjoyed it. Thought it was good. Um, I think you guys could probably wait till it comes on Netflix or something. But it was it was entertaining. Um, How's Jackie Chan's uh, skills? It was good. I mean, you could tell it was it was built around the story is built around him being older, so he didn't have to do as much, but he still has some skills. Just so you know, sure um, he's, Pierce, sure he's not doing his own stunts anymore. But okay, Pierce Brosnan is from Ireland. Okay, well, he played on he played some thick thick accent, which uh, I don't believe he has. You, you're not uh, buying it. I'm not. I'm not buying that. that um, and then I saw Mother. Oh, okay. I saw Mother. I can't even describe what Mother is. Uh, it's like two movies in one. The last third of the movie is indescribable. Just crazy fucking ending to that movie. I don't even know what the hell's going on. Uh, it invoked a lot of, uh, I felt like in the mouth of madness a little bit, um, towards the end of mother. Um, and then the first, the first two thirds of the movie and the, the last third of the movie are like two whole separate movies. Like they don't really connect in any way. It just basically has them. So basically, the movie is is Jennifer Lawrence and um, uh, what's his name? Um, Javier Bardem. Yeah, Javier Bardem, like live in this house. Um, it had burned to the ground a long time ago, and she's made it her life's work to build it back up for him. He's a writer. Uh, they get a visitor, um, Ed Harris. Um, and he stays with them, and then his wife shows up, who's Michelle Pfeiffer, and their kids. So basically, her life is like turned upside down by these these people. And then there's a whole bunch of shit that goes on with them, and then they leave. And then it turns into like a whole other story. There's like a 
it's like it reset and it's like all right let's what else can we do on this uh in this house and there's a whole second movie and the second movie is just absolutely insane so did you like it i can't i can't gather an opinion out of this uh, i thought it was disturbing and visually interesting but i couldn't recommend it to anyone under, okay, people seem to love it or hate it, so. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm definitely not in the love, and I'm definitely not in the hate, so. All right. I guess I'm not, I'm not in that uh, <laughs> one or two people. I, I, uh, I went out with this um, girl for lunch yesterday, or two days ago, worked at Paramount, who did the um, a lot of the press coverage of it, and she was talking about how hard it was to market. Um, because... People were so, you know, because a lot of what you're saying was just really hard to explain and people were so, um, I don't know, just either so loved it or so hated it. It was like really hard to promote it. Um, I saw a movie called A Ghost Story. Oh, is that the one with, uh, with Casey, Casey Affleck? Affleck? Yeah, where he dies and becomes a ghost with like a sheet over him. I was looking forward to it. I didn't know. I thought it was going to be kind of a comedy. <laughs> Got that uh, wrong. It's definitely not a comedy. It's not a comedy. Don't expect any laughs. Um, but it was interesting, I guess. It was interesting and it was not interesting. It was like super slow. It's very short, which is good. It was really slow. Not a lot of dialogue. Um, basically, Casey Affleck dies. And... Um, Wakes up as like a ghost with a sheet over him. And so the entire movie, I'm sure it wasn't him, but somebody is playing Casey Affleck as a sheet. And um, he goes back to his old house to like, like watch his wife. Like he misses his chance to go to heaven. And can she uh, see the white sheet? No, she can't see it. And like, like. Why doesn't he need the sheet? Huh? Why would he need the sheet if he's. I don't know. I mean, because he, he just gets up from the hospital bed with the sheet over him and starts moving. Okay. Um, but I guess everybody who's a ghost does because when he goes back to his house, he looks out of the house and he meets another ghost. They communicate, like, through the window with subtitles, like... Um, but, uh, yeah, so he goes back and, like... The whole the whole life after just happens very fast. Like, like she just moves on. Like you know, like every time the camera cuts, it's like another moment. But that moment is like days past the last moment because it's just meant to say all this is just happening. And then it's like the life that moves on past what past he's gone and and what happens then. You know, it's interesting. It's definitely like. It's an artsy film. It's like, it's a... It was made for like a million bucks. If you're going to watch it, like... Be ready to just sit and watch like a lot of not... Of things happening. But it stirs up stuff in you. Because you're like, oh, okay. A lot of meaning of life kind of stuff. So if you're in the mood for that, ghost story. If you're in the mood for that, you're probably not listening to this stupid podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of really short, I 
saw one last thing that I want to recommend, which was The Babysitter on Netflix. What's that? It's a uh, it's really entertaining movie. A lot of plot holes, but it's an interesting hour and a half. Uh, basically, this kid is in love with his babysitter. He's like 15. His parents still make him um, have a babysitter. And so they get along pretty well. He goes to bed and all of a sudden like his babysitter has a bunch of friends over and they are basically, they're a, a uh, satanic cult. And uh, he, he was supposed to be sleeping because she gives him like some, a shot and he was supposed to be passed out. He didn't take it because he didn't want to drink and wakes up and like sees all this shit that his babysitter does and then like, it escalates from there. Uh, pretty entertaining. All right. Fun movie. And it has a pretty epic finale uh, that I was pretty excited about. So that's on Netflix. Take a look. Um, mostly no names. If you know Bella Thorne is, she's in it. Um, but she's not the main character. Like, Wait, was this the movie you worked on? No. Uh, Ken Marino. Oh. The dead. Okay. Not one of the selling points. You're not a you're not a Ken Marino fan. And Leslie Bibb plays the mom. Oh, I didn't know she was still acting. But they're not. They're <laughs> only in it for the beginning and the end. They don't, because obviously they leave them with the babysitter. Right. Sorry for the spoilers. <laughs> That's like, have you seen Room One Hundred Three? At all? No. That's the. The um, what do you call it, brothers? Yeah. Um, what, what's their names? Um, they do that series on HBO, Room One Hundred Three, where they leave the, you you can't remember either. Duplass brothers, they were like. I think it's Room One Hundred Four, but. Or Room One Hundred Four. Yeah. I, <laughs> this is what my life is like too. I. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Room One Hundred Four. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's creepy. But that's the same kind of stuff that you're describing, like that kind of like those. That would be an episode. Um, all right. Well, for an episode, we didn't think we had a lot to talk about. We're we're pretty far in on just notes, so let's get into some. Uh, we're, we hit the. Th- uh, one last thing. Are you? Oh, are you? Thirty minute are you mark. For, are you caught up with uh, Mr. Robot? I did not watch this week's. Okay. It's uh. It's getting a, well, this week's episode, without ruining anything, basically is a flashback episode, and you know how I hate all that, where it's like got forward momentum, and then all of a sudden you have an episode where it takes place in the past and like doesn't move the plot forward. Right. I was a little frustrated with that, but although it does have some interesting... There seems to be... Right. Connect the dots. It's like a connect the dots episode. Okay. But there does seem uh, to be some time travel app that is maybe happening in this show. So, you know, don't don't hold it, right? Um, you said episode, this last I'm, week. I know. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm holding on to this time travel stuff. I kind of get what you're saying, so. Anyway. All right. We'll All right let's go. Up on that. We're fully caught up. But, uh, all right, do we have an episode today? What are we working on today? So today we're going to do, we're talking about the World Series, um, which is also going to be very short because we don't know anything about baseball anymore. 
we're going to talk. That was a great game. Okay. Well, hold on because that might be all we have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> we, as promised, our Jeff Goldblum gets a, a, a retrospective. And then Everybody we're gonna, was really excited about that. Yeah, and then we're going to follow that up with uh, our favorite Halloween candy because that's something we missed on our Halloween episode last week. Oh, yeah. We definitely need to talk about some candy. So, so World Series, and I guess we're going to do some NBA with that. World Series, uh, so you watch, you watch Game 1 and 2. Game 3 is tonight. It's Friday. Yeah. Right. Game 2 uh, was pretty epic. A lot of home runs. Um, a lot of drama. A lot of drama. Who, who? I never. I don't think I remember it, uh, a game, watching a game where a team, I guess if they went 15 or something innings, where a team basically went through the whole bullpen in like 10 innings. You don't remember watching a game or a World Series game? Any game. Well, it's I've happened in games before, but what they wind up having to do is have regular players pitch. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot, but it's happened. All I know is they showed the bullpen graphic, and it was like everybody was hexed out. They used every single person. Um, oh, before we talk about that, Joe Girardi too, too, It's a little too late. <laughs> I guess we, yeah, we're already in there, but Joe Girardi. Yeah, what's going on back. with that? That's, that's one of the things I wanted to ask about. Do you get that? I guess they didn't like his uh, managerial skills. I mean, the guy took the team. You know, he he went through while they were rebuilding, spent the whole time, brought this team, which is probably a year away from winning the world, you know, from being a contender, made them a contender. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't listened to anybody's talking point. I haven't, I haven't, I've been too busy. I haven't, like, tuned into sports radio, but I'm, I was a little surprised. Maybe they feel that they have a lot of young guys. Someone that can develop these guys, and they don't feel like Joe Girardi is the guy to do it. It's um, too bad. Uh, yeah. But what? Um, you are you rooting for any team in the World Series right now? Are you rooting for the Dodgers? I guess I'm rooting for the Dodgers just because I live there. Oh, okay. I'm not. Uh, you don't want to go to the uh, parade? No. There'd be too many people I would don't like at that parade. How many people are going to get shot at that parade? Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I can't believe uh, Houston came back and won that game. It's great. Um, um, and then they what they scored, they had two home runs in the top of the ninth, and they thought that that was done. And then Dodgers came back and scored, and I guess Yasiel Puig hit a home run, and they scored, and then at the bottom of the 10th, the guy, like, hit a home run and was acting like he had just tied the game when they were still down one by one run with two outs. Um, probably should just run around the bases and uh, sit in the uh, bullpen, not get all too excited about this. Um, so the Astros are the favorite tonight to Houston. Which they probably should, because they've had uh, people have had some problems in the playoffs playing there. Um, and, but the Dodgers are still the uh, World Series favorite at minus one twenty. Okay. The Astros are even. 
that's not bad. You like the Astros? I do. I'm rooting for the Astros. Um, yeah. Houston Straw. Yeah. Um, All right, well, that's our uh, Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to add that Justin, uh, what's his name? Turner is good. Like. Justin Turner is good. Yeah, he's got a he's got a nice little beard going. That's my other. That's our other analysis. That guy's good. That guy kills the Mets every year. So he's a former Met. He's another guy that they let go that became awesome. Um, I, I had to explain to someone. I'm like, they're like, who's Justin Verlander? And I'm like, ah, oh, he's just like he's like one of the best pitchers in baseball. Really? I've never heard of him. Oh yeah, he's married to uh, Kate Upton, and they had. Uh, are they married? I don't know. I don't know. They're at least they've been dating a long time. All I know is they got some nude pictures that are floating around. And that's, <laughs> and that's what I that's what I said. I was like, dude, they got some leaked pictures. And they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, those guys. And Verlander was like, I guess the thing on him is, you know, he was really good. He was like the best pitcher in baseball for a little while, and he kind of, you know, he's on the second leg of his career, and you know. When he was available, they they traded for him like mid season. Uh, all of a sudden, he became awesome again. Yeah, that was a good uh, good move for him. So yeah, that's our baseball talk. What about NBA? <laughs> what about NBA? Eric Bledsoe's still at home, hanging out, waiting for a trade. I'm surprised that we started with the Suns. Hey, the Suns are two and three. I know the Suns won two games uh, without their coach, with their new coach. Our bookie? D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Russell. D'Angelo Russell looks strong. That guy looks like he grew up this year. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I'm with you. He looks good. They're playing the Knicks tonight, and there might be a uh, another coach fired tonight if uh, if the Nets uh, beat Knicks. That's what they're talking about. Oh, really? Because there's a lot of, like, all the young guys are basically... Ru- saying that they're just running around the court and they don't know what play they're running. They're just, everyone's just running around with no clue what they're doing. And uh, I guess there's a chance that Hornacek is about to get canned. Oh, that's, that's too bad. He was, I, like, I like Hornacek. I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, what, what about, did you see uh, Blake's shot last night to win? Yeah, the three-pointer. Nice. So they're, they're four, what, four now? Yeah, they look pretty good. I know. Everyone thought that they were going to suck. I thought they were going to suck. Um, it's that old Bill Simmons Ewing theory about when you lose your best player. You know who else is pretty good is San Antonio, but I don't think San Antonio has played like good teams. I'll have to double check that, but I feel like they haven't played. I. I honestly, I just looked at the standings yesterday and saw that they were 4-0, and I was, like, surprised. I had no idea. Yeah, I still think Houston's going to win that division, and our bet's going to be safe. 
I don't think any of our bets are safe. We're terrible. <laughs> we're gonna lose a lot of. <laughs> we're gonna lose a lot in the NFL. We're gonna lose a lot in the NBA. I'm just telling you right now. Um. All I know is uh, some of the shitty teams need to keep losing because we have a lot of uh, bets on. Uh, That's kind of been our mo, and we may need to change it moving forward in our lives to stop. Just because we're cynical people doesn't mean that we need to cynically bet. Like bet for people to lose. Yeah. Like we we all, we <laughs> like we love picking teams that are gonna not do good. <laughs> like I don't know what it is. It was like we'll go over each year. We'll sit down and we'll be like, all right, look at the over unders, and it doesn't matter the league. We'll look at the over unders and we'll pick what we like. And you and I every year we'll pick. Like, say we each took 10. Seven of those will be, for each of us, will be, like, losses. Like, the under on teams. We're like, this team's going to be terrible. This team's going to be terrible. This team's going to be terrible. And most of them don't wind up being as terrible as we thought. Like the Jets. Well, yeah, like the Jets. Or the Bears. The Bears aren't going to prepare. We're covering the Bears. I don't know. Uh, so Russell, anyway, Russell Westbrook <laughs> still still having triple doubles. Guy's a machine. Um, that team is only two and two though. I mean, yeah. I think they lost the last second shot, but I yeah. still think they're. It was a half court shot. Yeah, that was on our that was on our podcast. That was live on our podcast last week. Yeah, we had breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Stuff you have. I don't really have a lot. I was more just wanted to get through the World Series because it's been exciting. We're actually watching, and we know like five guys' names. And it's really sad because baseball used to be really important. And I, I know in my life, I used to really care a lot about it. Most of my friends growing up were really into baseball. And then, um, I don't know, just kind of lost some interest. And like right. I, I like watch it almost like guilty, like I should know more about what I'm watching. You're right. Altuve, I know that guy's name. Guy's pretty good. Well, we'll move from one topic we don't know anything about to another, <laughs> and that's the career of of um, of Jeff Steve of Jeff Goldblum. As promised from our last episode. You guys are really in for a treat. Um, so far, we've done career retrospectives on who? Tom Cruise. Did we know we didn't do? Did we do Tom Cruise? We did Adam. Yeah, we, did we did Adam Sandler. We did Ben Affleck. I feel like we need to get an actress on one of these. Look well, at you. Yeah, I think like these times, you know. Yeah. The time we're living in, we need to adjust. I think that's a good. So next we week might, we'll, we might be getting. I think it's yeah. good. Um, but in our pantheon of great actors now, we've added Jeff Goldblum and his career, which is very surprising when you look it over. He's got a lot of shit going on. And like, a lot of stuff we don't know. He's like had a lot of supporting roles, movies that we've never heard of. <laughs> but there are some good, there are some good movies. So like, there are some streaks he goes on. Like... That you're like, God, this guy just keeps hitting and hitting and hitting. And then there's a bunch well, of shit in the room. At one point, he was on, he was in the top three highest grossing movies of all time. Right. Right. He was in Jurassic Park, Lost World, and Independence Day. 
Yeah. So let's before we get to that point, let's start with the early. Let's start with early Goldblum. And by the way, if you ever want to see Jeff Goldblum, he performs in Hollywood at a piano bar, um, like weekly. I do want to see Jeff Goldblum at a piano bar. Yeah, he does like you know, and he does kind of. I guess he interacts with um, the crowd and hangs out and drinks with them after and. Uh, yeah, he's supposedly a really nice guy. Hangs out. Uh, I actually met some girl years ago who lived next, like down the street from him. Um, and I guess she lived with a bunch of other girls. They were like younger actresses. And like, he was a frequent visitor of them. <laughs> she was talking about how he's a, he's a really good friend of all theirs. I was like, I'm sure that he is. Nice. Um, so it's first ever credit. I I'm loving yeah. this. Yes. Death Wish. Uh, with Charles Bronson. What was what was his character name? Freak number one. That's right. <laughs> what I mean, uh, just right off the bat, I guess he's getting typecast. Yeah, true. I don't. He probably has like one line. We gotta go back and take a look. Maybe Freak number one has has a bigger part than we're thinking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what's the first movie you've got for him other than Death Wish? Annie Hall? Well, no, because who the hell was he in? Right, right. The Big Chill is probably the, uh, the first movie that I remember him being in. And it's also one of those movies that you use when you do the game Six Degrees of Separation. There are two movies that you always ban from Six Degrees of Separation is The Big Chill and Ocean's Eleven. Well, hold on a second. I want to get into this because this is interesting. Um, You're talking about just Six Degrees of Separation of Actors? Yeah, you never played that game. Well, I mean, it was always Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I want you... Yeah, well, there's a game where you go, I want you to link Reese Witherspoon... And, um, like an actor, like a random actor. Right, no, I get, right, we used to, we used to, go ahead, sorry. You have to do this whole thing where you go, all right, well, Sean Austin was in Rudy with Vince Vaughn. Hey, I just did it. She's in Vince Vaughn, uh, whatever. So you go through the different movies and. You didn't really do it. No, I can't, I can't do it. I don't want to sit here and do it on the podcast, but. But uh, you'd always ban Ocean's Eleven because Ocean's Eleven has every actor that's worked like all, like basically George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon have worked with every every actor. So like you can link them, and that's the same with uh, the Big Chill. Uh, huge cast: Glenn Close, Kevin Kline, William Hurt. You can you can pretty much. Um, Connect them with uh, anyway. Well, let me ask you, who do you play this game with? We used to play it all the time. It'd be like a road trip game. And you've played this since Ocean's Eleven. So when did Ocean's Eleven come out? Like two thousand. Oh, I've played it. I don't know what to say. I'm not. So I'm not. Gonna, listen. We get together and play it. We'll play it. <laughs> we used to play it. Avert. We used to play it in um, like probably right around when Ocean's Eleven came out when I was living in New York or 
When I graduated college, we used to play it. We take the train into New York. We played as a drinking game. Um, but we never banned any movies, and the ones that I, I because this was before Ocean's Eleven, so the ones that we used to band were like JFK. We didn't ban them, but the ones that you could always go to were JFK and A Few Good Men had everybody in them. What? Like, I, I think those have more people in them that you could link to people that you would think of than um, The Big Chill. I'm just saying. Anyway, he was in The Big Chill. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting off track. Um... Hey, how about the fact there's an invasion of the body snatchers before that? Right, Jack Belichick. Um, so that's a big chill. Is the right stuff? Are you a right stuff fan? Too long. I love the right stuff. I went. That's like one of the first movies I went to see. With my dad. My dad was really into, uh, you know, into that stuff. And uh, that was one of the. That was that was one of the only movies where it was a double VHS. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the two, the huge box. I, I haven't seen it since I was a little kid, so I have no idea if it holds up, but I, like, know all the characters and who played who because I was, like, so in love with it then. Well, there's going to be a lot of that on this podcast about whether things hold up that he was in. Okay. So what do you got going on that, next? I, I really liked in, Into the Night okay. when I was younger. Well, what um, What's Into the Night? Into the Night was this movie with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Where, like, basically Jeff Goldblum plays this, like, insomniac. And uh, I can't remember. Dan Aykroyd was his buddy. And, like, I've seen this movie multiple times. I can't remember exactly why he tells him to go to the airport, like, go on a drive. But he goes on this drive. And then to get, because he can't sleep. And uh, he meets Michelle Pfeiffer at the airport and she jumps in his car and then she's like a jewel thief or something and being chased so the whole movie is like these people are after her and he's with her and I just remember her being like really hot in that movie and uh I thought that movie was good okay uh, you know as I as we said before I don't know if it holds up but uh I'd, I'd like to go back and watch that I've never seen it it's a good movie all right. Lawrence Ke- or John Landis directed it. Okay. Uh, it has it has one win. I'm looking at it right now. It won uh, the Cognac Festival de Film Policier. Uh, won the special jury prize in 1985. Whatever that is. Um. So then he does Silverado, another movie that. Uh, I don't know if it holds up, but I liked it at the time. Yeah, Silver Eye was my first, like, Western. Like, you know, so... And I, like, thought everybody in that movie was so cool. I, I used to... I haven't seen it in a while either, but at the time... I'm with you. I thought it was, like, the coolest movie. Um, then uh, another uh, movie that I liked when I was a kid called Transylvania 65,000. So he's got a nice little run going here. Yeah. Transylvania 65,000 was him and uh, 
I think it was Ed Begley Jr. were like working at like a tabloid, like kind of like National Enquirer. Oh, I remember that now. Okay. And they go to like they go to Transylvania to get like stories, and they meet up with like the Wolfman and all the story and all these people, and Jeff Bologna, who just passed away, <laughs> he was in there. Now, uh, one of the things about Jeff Goldblum's resume, and I'll bring this up in a minute, is like, I don't know if I've seen as many movies as I remember walking through Blockbuster and seeing the video out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, like, if you think back in your life when you used to go to Blockbuster and like look at movies and try to figure out what you wanted to see, and like you'd been there enough times and there was nothing new, like, there's some movies that are burned in your memory that you didn't see, but you remember like that cover and stuff. Uh, this is one of them. Yeah, it had like a cool cover to it. Um, there is a stretch where he's on like a bunch of movies that you've never heard of on this uh, IMDb page. Right. But, uh, but for Halloween, his next movie, The Fly. Yeah, and the fly we talked about last week, that used to scare the shit out of me. That's what brought us into this discussion. Great movie. Uh, Gina Davis. I love the scene where uh, he basically gets her to shoot him in the head. Uh, <laughs> that's a, he did a couple movies with Gina Davis. I think he did Earth Girls were easy with Gina Davis. Yep, too. and I think that's the, the next one that were they, were they a couple? I think so. I think there are a couple. We're going to go with that on this podcast. Look at this up. Okay. Uh, Earth Girls are easy. Um, God, I haven't seen that movie in forever. What was what was the plot of Earth Girls are easy? Um, it was a long. That was a long time ago. So we don't. Um, the answer is short answer. We don't know. Southern California girl befriends three aliens after their spaceship lands in her swimming pool. Now, doesn't that have Jim Carrey in it too? Brown. Yeah, down, that's uh, the white Julie Brown from MTV, not the black. Michael one. McKeon from uh, Breaking Bad, or uh, not Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, or uh, or Laverne and Shirley, or Saturday Live, or you know. oh yeah, Laverne and Shirley would probably be a better way to go over that one. So okay. um, but uh, that was a pretty. I think that was was that a pretty big hit or no? Oh uh, no, it only made three point nine million. So yeah. I guess not. I felt like that was a bigger hit than. Uh, Again, I think that's one that you saw in the video store. A lot. I think it was like the title too. Right, as I say, it went especially. What was this? Eighty-eight. So eighty-eight. Like you're looking for movies that say things like this in the title, so you can rent them. Yeah, that are about like aliens and. Because you might get to see. Well, okay, I was gonna say because you might get to see some nudity. <laughs> Um, all right, after that, so, like, another one, the one I was thinking of is, like, the tall guy. Never seen the tall guy. Never so, seen the tall guy. It sounds here's like... The, here's, like, the next few years of him doing all these movies where you have no clue, like, what, uh, any of these movies. I don't know any of these ones. No. Mr. Frost? Nope. Um, Fathers and Sons? Don't know. Deep Cover? Of course, Deep Cover. Oh, that's with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. That, yeah. That's the beginning of Snoop Dogg. 
That's the song Deep Cover with Dre and Snoop. That's the first time, the first solo song. So the introduction of Snoop Dogg to the world. That song was so I've, good. I don't think I've ever seen this movie, but it made $17 million. It was good. It was good. There's another movie that was just like it that came out afterwards. I think when, so basically every Denzel movie is just like it afterwards. But um, yeah, it was a good movie. Deep Cover was awesome. He was nominated for an Independent Spirit Award for that movie. The best male lead. Um, All right. After Deep Cover, uh, The Player. The Player, yep. That was a big... Uh, Were you ever into The Player? I, I saw it pretty recently. I, I don't love it. I know everybody thinks, like, oh, this is, like, the best Hollywood movie. This talks. This tells what it's really like. Well, the thing know. is, like, everyone loves Robert Altman. Like, they think he's, like a genius so anything that comes out like uh, I was talking to someone who was like freaking out that somebody had talked to Jim Jarmusch alright like uh, I think our DP got called one day um, by Jim Jarmusch to do something and like someone had answered the phone and like they were freaking out because they got to just put him on hold and tell our DP that he was on the phone which I don't understand. I'm like, yeah, great. He made coffee and cigarettes in black and white. I don't, I don't get. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's move for like we're surprisingly coming up on an hour here, buddy. For the podcast, you didn't think it was gonna be that long. Well, we're almost done. Uh, Jurassic Park. That's a pretty big one. That's a small movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. But not only is he good in Jurassic Park, but that a character of Malcolm. Uh, what was his name? Malcolm. Um, shit. God, I'll, I I can't believe I forget. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, his, last name, yeah. uh, his that character in the books was so good. Um, he was. Well, just, he's the guy in the movie that basically explains everything. You know, he's the character that is there to like tell you everything that's going on and how things happened. And uh, yeah, he was great in that movie. Um. All the, all the stuff when he was taking a shit and, like, the, the T-Rex, like, came after him in the bathroom hut. Oh, yeah. He got, and he got hurt. And, like, that whole scene where the T-Rex was, like, chasing him on the... After they picked him up. So good. Um, obviously, that's a great movie. We know that. That made uh, a lot of money. Let's just say that. <laughs> Worldwide, it made one point. Zero three billion dollars. Um, won a few Oscars. Um, but yeah, That's I just, it's, just it's killing me that I can't think of what the name of his character was. Um, did, now he's going to be in the new one too, right? The new one. He's going to be in the Is next. He? Yeah, he's going to be in the next Jurassic Park. I think he'll bring his character back. Jurassic World Part 2? Yeah. Alright, let's bring him back. He's excited about it. He's probably getting a shit ton of money. He's probably getting $20 million to come back. Right. Um, Alright, so what's what's next? What do you got? Nine months? I love nine months, but he wasn't really in it. Okay, I don't love nine months. Um, powder? I remember slightly powder. Yeah, I remember powder. Powder was a little freaky. We used to use that. We used to, everybody saw it so they could make fun of 
like really white people to each other, call them powder. Uh, then came one of my favorite. Uh, well, I'm sure, yes, it was the Great White Hype. I I I think the Great White Hype is like the best. I think it's just I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie, and his character was uh, was one of the managers. Or he becomes the manager of uh, the Great White Hype. Yes, who is uh, uh, played by what is it, uh, Peter Berg? Yep. Um, who's now a big director. Yep. Um, um, and, uh, yeah, it's just a good movie. It's like, I love, I love the tone where it's like making it satire, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, this could happen. This is, and then it kind of did just happen. So, um, uh, then, then Independence Day. Yeah, big movie. I never liked Independence Day. Independence Day was pretty intense movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. The way, the way it was put together and uh, directed and everything uh, was really good. You know, I don't want to say I never liked it because I did like it when it was happening and I thought it was really well done. And I, but it just hit all the corny things that bother me about movies. You know. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't. It it never like. When I saw it, I was like, wow, that was awesome. And then as every movie became a version of that. Oh, yeah. Right after Independence Day, I mean, they basically, it was kind of like the Die Hard era where they just made copycats of Independence Day, like, of all these movies that are alien-related, and they were all copycats of it. And uh, that's when you know a movie strikes a chord with people. Yeah. Or makes a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, true. What uh okay, what do you got next? Lost World, Jurassic Park, Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm, that was his name. Okay. Jurassic Park two. Um they didn't bring back I don't was Sam Neill in it? Or was it just him? Uh I was, no, I think Sam Neill was in it, right? No, it was him, Julianne Moore, and Vince Vaughn. All I remember in that movie is the girl. Wait, that wasn't the third one? Jeff Blum, Colonel Bloom has a black daughter, and they never explain anything. Wait, then, that wasn't the... Oh, that's right, Dominic, that's right. Then she does a bunch of, like, Dominique Dawes gymnastic and kicks a... Uh, that's a, right. A, a velociraptor. Well, who was in the third one, then, if that was Julianne Moore and... and... The third one was uh, William H. Macy and uh, Taya Leone. Oh, Okay. Oh no, he yeah, he came back in the third one. Sam Neill, they kidnapped him. They told him that he was going they just wanted him to be a tour guide and then they were like, Oh, our son and uh my hus my ex husband, like, were paragliding here and they're lost on the island. We need you to them to get him and they land on the island and he gets pissed but he finds the kid. Okay. Um all right, what, anyway. what do you got after that? Holy Man. <laughs> I never One saw I never saw Holy Man. Well, you're probably uh, that's probably good luck for you. <laughs> uh, he was uh, Eddie, he was like basically the second lead in that to Eddie Murphy. Um, so after that, what do you got? Um, next thing I remember like remember was Iggy goes down yeah me too there's a bunch there's some stuff in between we can skip it because it's nothing I remember either Iggy goes down that was with uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother right yeah and he plays uh, 
Foster kid, and he kept going. Yeah. Different Foster, and Jeff Goldblum was one of the uh, Foster family, or the one of the main characters that he connects with. Right. And, yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, like, he, like, fits in with... Uh, Wes Anderson pretty well. Yeah, so Life Aquatic, which is not my favorite. No, it's not my favorite at all. Um, uh, people love it, though. Yeah. He was in Grand, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. So he comes back with uh, another Wes Anderson joint. So you're skipping, like, Man of the Year? Never saw it. Well, me neither. The Switch? Isn't uh, The Switch one of your movies? No, it's like a it's like a out of body movie where the people switch bodies. That's no, like your not. that's like your jam. No, the switch is about. Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Jason Bateman gets wasted and knocks Jennifer Aniston's sperm donor sperm on the ground, and he replaces it with himself, and then she gets pregnant, and it's his kid, and he doesn't oh. tell her. Like okay. seven years. Wow. Great storyline. <laughs> <laughs> That's on Netflix, I think. Okay. Um, Morning Glory. Never saw it. I thought, I feel like I need to watch that movie, though. What's, what's, what goes on in Morning Glory? That's that movie about with uh, Harrison Ford and Rachel McAdams, where they're like the, uh, the television producers. Or oh, I did see that. I don't remember it, but I saw it. I don't know what Jeff Goldblum did in that, but... Uh, I don't remember it at all. Supposedly it was in it. Um, and I don't really have too much until he comes back and does Independence Day 2. Reprises his role, gets a nice little paycheck for that. Well, wait, uh, what about Grand Budapest Hotel? Did, where did you come out in that movie? I love that movie. I do, too. I thought we saw it together. I went to see it, and I got shushed for laughing too hard in the theater. I don't remember Maybe you weren't here. Maybe you, it was, uh, yeah, but I got shushed and I got out of there. I was like, wasn't that movie great? And everyone was like, no. I was like, what is wrong with you people? I saw Morning Glory. I just looked at my Netflix. I gave it four out of five stars, so I guess I really liked it, but I don't remember <laughs> anything. Oh, so, so that's on Netflix. I can watch it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's on um, streaming, it's, but like somewhere in my, in my library, I've seen it before. I don't know. Mordecai was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Okay, I don't know Mordecai. That was the one with Johnny Depp where he plays that eccentric, like, uh... Oh, yeah. He's, like, paintings or whatever. I don't even know what it's about. I just remember the um, campaign and it being really... Like, that people said it was really bad. I don't remember. It's got, like, Olivia... Um, not Olivia no, Munn. No? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Oh, Olivia Munn. And Gwyneth Paltrow. Olivia Munn's like an American and he like talks about her boobs a lot or something. Um, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. Um, Independence Day 2, he comes back, makes a ton of money. Did you see and, it? And I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Is it good? It's alright. Uh, there's some pretty good visual effects in the movie. Uh, that's all that much. All I really have to say about that. 
Okay. <laughs> um, and then he, he's making, he's coming out in a couple weeks uh, or next week for Thor. Uh, yeah. He plays one of main characters in Thor. And um, I guess we're all looking really forward to Thor, I guess. It's getting a lot of good buzz. Okay. Um, Josh Whedon said it's a masterpiece. All right. I mean, I'm going to um, see it, and I don't like any Thor movie yet. So, but yeah, I, I hated, I hated all the Thors. So you know why Tiki's? You know we're in on that guy, the director. Um. And and um, I think he looks he looks I mean he's he's perfect casting for what you know to be a bad guy like that in uh, that world so we'll see. Yeah, I'm interested to see uh, see that movie. Okay, when does it come I out think, next week? I'm seeing that in uh, Los Angeles. Does it come out next week? Yeah, next week. Um. No. Uh, I, I guess think Scott, you're right. Jurassic World Two or Jurassic World Two. Um, and then another movie called Hotel Artemis, which I don't know anything about that, but, um, so Jeff Goldblum, Resurgence. And then he also, let's not forget his campaign with the apartments.com or whatever. He had the commercial campaign for like renting apartments for a while. It played on his quirky. I don't remember that. Okay. It was like last, last year or two. I got my dog sneezing. Um, so candy, candy everybody wants. All right. Well, here's before we get into that. I found this website, and uh, it basically says it's a, a website that it's pools host product reviews. So it's um. They basically polled like a bunch of Americans, like thousands of Americans, about their fifty, you know, their favorite Halloween candy. Ooh, okay. And, and uh, it's broken down by state, like what states' favorite candies are. And I gotta tell you, I'm a little d- disappointed in three states. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. All right, so Montana. I'm not very happy with Montana's favorite uh, Halloween candy, which is hot tamales. Ah. Who the hell wants hot tamales as a Halloween candy? <laughs> I don't know. How do you even like, give those out? Do they come in like a little box? They're just, yeah, they're just, they're disgusting. Like I have, uh, I think, another question is, who the hell likes black licorice? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. It's like it's the same thing. It's like hot tamales is licorice, right? Um, it's like I don't know who eats black licorice, but uh, <laughs> it seems to sell a lot. The other disappointing state, Arizona. Gotta do better. Their what? favorite candy, double bubble. Double bubble. Yeah. Their favorite Halloween candy is double bubble. Okay, I don't have that as much of a problem with. I mean, I don't remember exactly, but it's a like gum. Yeah, who the hell buys double bubble? <laughs> anyway, and then I gotta say, California, not a fan. Their favorite Halloween candy in, in uh, California is almond joys. Ah, oh. yeah, that's I on have... my list of my top five least favorite. 
was in uh, like three or four states. Really? South Carolina. Um, I don't know what state this is. They basically have a map of the United States, and each state is like dressed up like whatever candy it is. So it's kind of hard to read if, unless you know. Well, I know you do sporkle. I was I was just about to tell you that my sporkle. I've 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 been doing the states like I I got them like this now. I don't know why I keep doing geography, but I keep going back to Sporkle it's pro- State. It's probably a good thing. I should probably do that, too. Illinois is an Almond Joy fan. Uh, South Carolina. Uh, I got to say, I gotta say, my favorite state is probably... Uh, um, where is it here? Um, Kentucky. Which I didn't realize Kentucky was so far east. When I was looking at this map, what do you think Kentucky is, knowing me, if it's my favorite? Um, Sour Patch Kids? Sour Patch Kids was the only one. Um, <laughs> have you ever gotten, well, not have you, because we haven't done this in a while, Like, but have you ever seen Sour Patch Kids given as a Halloween candy? No, but uh, I wish I did get it. Um... <laughs> Maine is Charleston Chews. Not a fan. No, I didn't even know they still made those. Um, what do you think New York is? Um, uh, Three Musketeers. Kit Kats. Ooh. Texas is uh, Three Musketeers. Kit Kat might be my number. They're they're like they're up there my number one. Uh, I like a nice Reese's peanut butter cup. Well, I figured that would be the number one in most of them. Is it? Is that the most popular one? No, it's only on two. Oh. I figured that was like everybody's number one. Reese's peanut butter cup is uh, Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, I think I need to do some sparkles. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. So how do you have it broken down? Uh, all right. So I just put my favorites, which uh, in no particular order are. I realized, and I never realized this before doing this. I think I just like chocolate candy with some crunch in it. So like crunch, Reese's. You know that doesn't count. I just like Reese's, Snickers, Kit Kat, Twix. Those are probably my favorites. And then. Well, Georgia likes the hundred grand. I well, that was in my next my next like. Those are my top tier. My next tier is like 100 gram. Uh, like, let's see. Um, I like Skittles and then probably M&M's. I prefer peanut over a regular, but both are fine. You know what I like is those little boxes of nerds they used to yes, get. Yes, I'm with you. I love those tiny boxes of nerds. I'm with you. I was just at the vet the other day, and the vet was... Um, so walked in and said, "Hey, look at these nerds," and she picked up. And I was like, "Don't talk about us!" Like you know, I I pulled the old man joke, and I got the whole vet, I got the whole vet station laughing. I was pretty proud of myself. The the problem with the nerds though is now they they only sell the rainbow ones. Oh, you know what I used to like about nerds like, is you go to a store. Like, well, I think it's probably different with. Uh, now that it's Halloween, but if you go to a store on when it's not Halloween, all you can buy is rainbow. Huh. I like the, you know, when it's a, the 
scrape ones. See, I like the two-pack, the way it used to come, where you had two slots on the top, and on the right side would have been grape, and on the left would have been, like, lemon. And you could either mix them up, or you could have them separately. Where is uh, the birthday girl from? New, uh, New Jersey. What do you think New Jersey's favorite candy is? Uh... Ask her. Hey, what do you think New Jersey candy number one is? Jersey? Yeah. Riveting. Yeah. Milk duds? Milk duds. Milk duds. No, no one has no milk duds. No one's saying milk duds. Get out of here. They can't even eat it. It's like so hard to eat. Um, you always throw those out. I'm going to say uh, Snickers. 100 grand. 100 grand. All right. 100 grand is popular. Uh, my, my least favorite, I'll tell you, were Mounds. Almond Joys. Um, yeah, Mound and Almond Joy are pretty much the same thing. And then I, I looked up this list that I'll tell you because a lot of them were on this. And this was like something I got emailed the other day. The 18 worst Halloween candies known to man. Um, 18 was Fireballs. 17 was Mound. Oh, slash, yeah. I hate the Fireballs. <laughs> 17 was Mound slash Almond Joy. 16, Bit of Honey. 15, Welch's Fruit Snacks. 14, Good Plenty. 13, Dots. Hershey Hugs. Uh, Dots. Dots. Dots is actually Wyoming's favorite candy. How can that be anyone's favorite candy? It's just it's, sugar it's and a dot. One. It's number one. Hershey Hugs. Do you know even know what Hershey Hugs are? They're like Hershey Kisses. I didn't know. No, I don't know what those are. Candy Corn at 11. Smarties at actually, 10. Candy Corn is on here. I believe it. People like Candy Tennessee. Corn. Candy corn. Candy corn is terrible. It's like all like grainy and it feels like you're eating like sand. Ten was Smarties. I like Smarties. I like Smarties. Nine is Mary Jane's. I don't know what those are. Um, I think Mary Jane was like a popsicle. It was like a caramel popsicle or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like some kind of yeah. Anyway. Uh, any kind of taffy that isn't Laffy Taffy. Um, anything unwrapped from... See, now you start to get weird from a big bag. Gingerbread cookies, spare change, pretzels, apples, apples with razor blades. And the worst... Yeah, I hate when people give you fruit apples. Yeah. But the worst is Necco wafers, and I 100% agree with that. that you're just going to throw that right in the trash. Yeah, it's true. I was actually was quizzing my nephews yesterday about it. I was, um... I was asking them where they come out on uh, what kind of candy they wanted and everything and what they would do if they got, like, raisins. And it was, like, a real philosophical debate. Well, not, like, kids love raisins. No, they're not these kids. They said not on Halloween they don't love them. There's one thing that you get, raisins. one thing only. I've, I've always hated raisins. Uh, like, number one, so number one in this worst list is Necco Wafers. No, nothing? Nothing on Necco wafers? No, I don't know what that is. If I wanted to eat orange-flavored chalk, I would just eat orange-flavored chalk and save everyone oh, the charade. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. What about, like, circus peanuts? Those are... Ugh. Who gives out that? I don't know. It's gross. Um, you know what was, like, a big hit, too, was uh, when you go to trick-or-treating, it was Charms Blow Pops. 
I, I like I'm in, I'm in on the blow pops. I was never I'm I'm not a I used to be into gum, but I'm not really. The no. thing about the blow pop is it really takes a lot of energy to not just crush, basically bite it as soon as you get it. <laughs> like normally, I just like get it and I just go right to the gum. What about like Starburst? Where are you going on Starburst? Uh, too many rappers. Okay. I feel like they don't need the second round of rappers. Like right when you open, they actually came out. They came out with the whole thing now of unwrapped Starburst. Like they're mini. Like mini Starbucks. I've never thought about this in my life. That's great. I don't like it's too much work. I have to open the pack and then I gotta open the individual ones. I wanna just open the pack and get right to it. So what's your favorite then? Because we're gonna run out of time here. I just said Sour Patch Kids. Okay, so and I like I like getting the Twizzlers too. So you're like more into the fruity gummy stuff. If I'm going chocolate, I like the Reese's, uh, peanut butter cups, and then Twix. I like a Twix. Do you like peanut butter or caramel? So Twix was North Carolina's number one. Oh, okay. The, the weirdest one was this, I think it's Indiana, uh, or Idaho, or Indiana, or is it Indiana? It's Idaho. It's nut, a thing called Nut Goody. I've never heard of Nut Goody before in my life. Me neither. But apparently that's their favorite Halloween candy, is Nut Goody. Well, good luck. I hope that everyone in Idaho gets their Nut Goodies this, uh, this Halloween. And, Did you uh, get my uh, picture of the uh, me as the uh, washing machine? Oh, that's what that was. I guess we'll have to put that up again. I'll send you. I sent you my picture of my uh, Halloween costume. I I but saw that, it. I didn't know that. That's exactly that. Yeah, that was you as the washing machine. I didn't even think about it. All right. Anyway. All right. How do we do? How do we do? We're over 120 right now for your short podcast. Dude, what the fuck? Well, what happens is, when you think you don't have a lot to talk about, you start bantering about things that you normally wouldn't, and you drag them out a little longer because you're trying to kill some time, and the next thing you know, you actually had more to say than you thought. All right, well... Gets uh, the best of us. Have fun in Toronto eating your fries and mayo. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I'll let you know how that is. And uh, next week, um, hopefully... um, Hopefully we've got some more enter- entertaining topics to talk about. Yeah, we need a we need a guest. We need to yeah, get a guest on. You're right. You're right. Um, I'm just, I'll, I'll, I'll circle around to Jenna and see if she's available. Well, that's true. So next week the finals start. So we should. Yeah, we're gonna. I, I mean, I, I, depending on how she does, she's involved in it. Um, you know, she could she could be she could be a tough get, but we'll see. All right, well we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, thanks Have for listening. Thanks, buddy. All right. There.